Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Earners, what's up? Look, I wanna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. So now we're going to go into a very important topic for business, but not just business. Once again, I can't stress this enough. Um, salespeople have a, a bad reputation. Any type of salespeople, right? They feel like um, 
you're like pushy or you're taking advantage of somebody, but sales makes the world go around. Everything is being sold. If you buy groceries, somebody's selling that to you mm-hmm. in one way or another. It's not a hard sell because you need to buy it, right? It might be a soft sell, but it's still a sell. So if you go to a job interview, you have to sell yourself. If you're trying to impress a mate, mm-hmm. you have to sell yourself, <laughs> yeah, right? True. Like it's all it's all sales. Yeah. It's all sales. So, all right. Obviously, as a car salesman and in the car industry, you have to master the art of selling if you're going to be good, right? So can we talk about selling? Um, can we talk about some objectives, how to overcome them and, and different things that you've seen in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, one of the things I like we talked about earlier was if, if your goal is to help somebody, it's, it's a lot different than trying to sell somebody, right? So asking questions. You know, you've all heard this where people say, oh, sell me this pen, right? We all heard that, <laughs> right? Wall Street. It, it, yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah, because yeah. I, I've never heard the actual pitch when somebody said, you know, well, somebody's pen, they go, okay, do you need a pen or do you want to write a check, whatever it is? I was on an interview once and a guy, and a really cool guy who I love dearly, he's a dear friend of mine, one of the hardest interviews, he told me it was the hardest interview you ever gave anybody and it was it was a lot of fun. And he turned to me, and this is before Wolf of Wall Street, and he said to me, hey, sell me this stapler. And he put it in front of me and he handed me the stapler and he looked at me and I sat back and I looked at the stapler and I started laughing. And I put, took the stapler and I put it down. I said, let me ask you a question. Before I show you the stapler that I have, let me ask you a question about what you're going to be using the stapler for. How many pages are you stapling at a time? You're stapling three papers, four papers, or are you stapling three or 400 papers at a time? Because the stapler I have here may not be the right stapler for you. So I started asking questions to find out what it is he's looking to accomplish before I started selling him that stapler or that pen, right? So are you signing important documents? Are you just, th- just need something? Do you lose pens frequently, right? I'm not going to sell somebody a $500 pen if they, they're just known for selling, they're losing their pens frequently. I'm going to sell you a pack of pens for $500, right? So this way, if you lose them, it's okay, right? Or I'll sell you two packs for $250, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, it's ask the questions up front that's going to help you help the customer. Find out what the customer wants. Let's say the customer is driving. You know, you want to ask them what they currently use the vehicle for. Who's in the vehicle? Somebody may say, well, I'm a real estate agent. Okay, do you show clients houses? Do you pick them up and take them? Yeah, yeah I do. Okay, so is that person primed for a coupe or a car with a small back seat? Probably not. They may want an SUV or a larger sedan, right? So then you kind of just help guide them to what it is, is, is just options and let them make the decision. Yeah, I think that that's very important because, so if anybody's not familiar, I'm a financial advisor. That's what I do for a living. So um, we learned early on, like I've been doing it for 11 years. So, but early on I had training, right? Hmm. And um, long story short, I see it happen a lot in my business, especially for new people that come in, right? Because it's commission-based. So you're hungry to make a sale, right? And you end up trying to sell somebody a product that they may or may not need, right? Mm -hmm. But you're doing what's in the best interest for you. You're not doing it what's in the best interest of somebody else. But it it comes across, right? Mm -hmm. So my thing is like, it's like going to the doctor. I can't subscribe uh, medication without actually knowing what's going on. So like the first meeting that I have, the first conversation that I have with my clients, I don't actually talk about any product at all because I don't know what's appropriate. I need to know what's going on first. And then from there, if you need to buy something, you're going to sell yourself because once I explain the process and different things that may be beneficial to you, then you'll say, okay, yeah, actually, I need to do this. Like you need, so psychologically, when you know you need to do something, it's much easier than trying to convince somebody to do something. That's the biggest mistake I see with sales, especially, like I said, 
young salespeople, people just getting in the business, is that there's they push. Yeah, you don't have they to push. Do that. Yeah. You can't push. Yeah, can't I, push. I guess this question would be for both of you. When you see doubt in somebody, like what's the step, right? Because I'm sure there, there'll come times in car salesmen and in your profession is for sure there'll be doubt and people aren't sure. What's the next technique? So the way I look at it is if, if someone's not sure, right, if they have that doubt, it's because we haven't answered all the questions. And it may be a question that they don't know they have. And that's what you have to uncover the objections. So you're going to ask some questions that are going to lead in to the customer saying, hey, you know what, this is what this is actually what the, the real issue. It's the underlying issue that's holding them back. Yeah. Um, and for me, yeah. I never forget the most important thing. One of the most important things I learned early on is um, somebody told me about the hidden objection. Mm-hmm. The hidden objection is when they don't tell you. Yeah. Nobody, people are very funny, right? As far as it's, it's human nature, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just ingrained yep. like that, right? So it, instead of, this happens all the time, outside of business too. You take a girl on a date, you don't hear back from her. She doesn't tell you. <laughs> That's your breath stink. That's why she doesn't want to go out with you again, right? She'll just... Curve you. Yeah, exactly, right? But there's a hidden objection. It happens all the time in sales where people don't express what really is holding them back. So that's up to you as a salesperson to get in the forefront of the hidden objection, right? So that's difficult Mm. because you don't know what it is, right? But you got to kind of use your creativity and say, okay, it usually comes down to a few different things. Money is 90% of the time what the issue is, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody can't afford to sit, pay for something, they, they won't tell you they can't afford to do it. They just won't do it. But And then they won't respond to your, your, your emails or your text messages. Yep. Yep. Instead of just being out front and just saying, look, right now I don't have enough money, yeah. nobody wants to be feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's up to you. To give them different options. Well, Lulu's that, 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 that So that's one of the things. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things they teach you in sales. They always yeah. have three options. Yep. This is a very important. Mm-hmm. Three options, and if it's on paper, it should be color coded. Green, blue, red, or red, blue, green. Red, blue, green. Because, reason being, red is a no go. We're psychologically trained for that, right? So if yeah. you you stop at red light, everything red is no. Yeah, that's what teachers use to mark papers as well. Blue is a very neutral color, mm-hmm. and green is go. You want to do the highest priced item is green, the lowest priced item is red, and then the realistic what they probably can afford in the blue. Hmm. Nobody wants to do the lowest option. Nobody psychologically, nobody ever wants to do the lowest. Nobody wants to be the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> nobody wants to be the fattest. You're okay being the second. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. Like everybody's okay with being you're, the second dumbest. You're okay, you just don't want to you're be the okay dumbest. being the second dumbest person in the class. Right. You just don't want to be the dumbest person. Yeah. Right. You're okay buying the second. Like somebody said this about the wine. Like when you go to a restaurant, the the, the wine that sells the most is the second cheapest. Hmm. Because nobody wants to buy the cheapest wine. Nobody so, wants. To, <laughs> no one wants to look like they can't afford. No, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. buy the second cheapest. Right. You don't really break the bank. It's still in your price range, and you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a trick for salespeople. It's all about positioning. You can sell anything if you position it correctly, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And you don't make people feel like they're going out of their budget. They're right in line. It's all about you got to you know kind of stroke the ego. So I say that to say when you give somebody options, that's a way to get out in front of the hidden objection. Because if the price is a hidden objection, it's like, okay, now I've given you three prices. One I know you definitely can do, one you probably should do, and one you really can't do. That's my take on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I never heard the color thing, but same thing with us. We give three three options. 
And another thing you want to do is going back to certified pre-owned, if you're giving a customer on a lease or, or if you're showing a customer a finance on a vehicle or a pre-owned car and you hit them with a number, a lot of times the finance number is going to be a lot higher than yeah. a lease payment. So giving them an option, say, hey, I know you, you didn't you mentioned you want to finance, but just so you know, if you were to lease out a brand new car, this is what the payment would be. And sometimes they say, wait a minute, that payment's a lot lower than this finance option. And it gives them that flexibility to say, hey, yeah, that's really my target area. Yeah, you know, and asking questions, like you said, if you know what they're currently paying for their car, you kind of understand where they're okay being. So. All right. So now that you've cleared the doubt, right, how do you become the Mariano of this deal? Like, how do you close this deal? How's it done for both of you? Well, you know, it, it's it's every customer is different. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. So it's I, I've went into deals. You know, one thing we do is you always see like a manager will come in if the salesperson can't close a deal. A lot of people think that, oh, this is the closer. This is the guy. It's not the case. It's just sometimes it's a different face. I don't, I don't know if that's the same thing. If you guys had that in the financial industry, if somebody else would follow up and just touch base. Sometimes somebody's willing to tell me something that they just didn't want to say to the salesperson. Mm-hmm. And they may, they may say, you know what? This is really what I wanted to be. So. We meet every customer that, that comes in if they're not able to close it. And like I said, if, if you really look out for the person, that's going to increase your chances of helping the customer and be able to close deals more often. Like you said, 90% of the time it is price and you have to work the numbers. You have to take care of people. So Yeah, I think it depends on your personality too. Big time. So you can't be what you're not and you kind of have to play to your strength. Some people are naturally just really aggressive people, right? That's not me. I'm more of a laid back person. So mm-hmm. my selling style is, is passive. Passive, but it's very important that at some point you have to close. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just string things out forever because it'll fall apart. So knowing when to close is a very delicate thing. Like for me personally, my sales process is a two meeting process, right? The first meeting is just, I gather information. The second meeting I present. And then at the end of the second meeting, there's a close at that point, right? Everybody's different. Some people like to close in the first meeting. To me, that's too aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. Some people stretch it out to three meetings. To me, that takes too long. So I think mastering your sales process for yourself is important in knowing who you are as a person. Me personally, I'm not, like I said, I would strongly recommend not to be pushy. But some people like that, right? It's like our relationship. Some people like people that are aggressive. Mm-hmm. Some people like people that are laid back. You really, you know, you, you kind of, and also every client isn't for you. That's something that's important as well, right? Oh, yeah. You can't chase money because ultimately a bad client is not worth the money that you're going to get, right? That's true. It's not worth it in the long run because they're going to be calling you. They're going to be hounding you and the stress and this, even the, the, the service work that it may take, you might make a little bit of money, but it's going to cost you way more time. So I tell people all the time, the first meeting that I have with people, I say, this is for me to fill you out to see if you're a good fit for me and for you to see if I'm a good fit for you. I'm not trying to get every single person that walks into my door. When you take that approach, another psychological trick here. There's a reason why the pretty girl or the handsome guy, whatever, they always have people lined up to date them. Reason being is because they're hard to get. Psychologically, once you actually get the girl, it's not the same. The girl that constantly rejects you, we chase after that. Mm-hmm. The girl that we can easily get, we look right past. It's the same thing with sales. I never forget Bernie Madoff. Um, when I watched his movie and I, I read some stuff and they were saying that when he became so big to get money, like he would turn people down. Like they would say, like they were yeah. begging 
They wanted to. They wanted to work with him. Yeah, because now if he's approaching it like, "Give me your money. I need your money." They're looking at it like, "No." Psychologically, he's like, "I don't need your money." When somebody tells you that they don't need you, you want them more. You want more. Mm. So that's another trick for salespeople to understand as well. You have to kind of position yourself to make it seem like you're the real asset. Your yeah. clients need you more than you need your clients. Well, that comes to inventory also. So you'll see that with certain vehicles, like let's say the G-Wagon, the big big SUV, the Mercedes-Benz. People are paying top dollar for that car because you just can't get it. And you got people calling around the dealership saying, hey, do you have this car in stock? Whatever it is, I'm going to pay it because I, I want that particular car. So it, it does drive the uh, the market. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's some, some hacks. That's no, some man. psychological hacks right there. I you definitely got to. And you know, it's funny. You mentioned not being pushy, but to that point, I'm, I'm not a pushy type of person. I think you guys could see that. I'm, I'm pretty easy going, but sometimes you need to nudge people, right? I can't tell you how many times the person was everything was perfect. The car, the color, the price, the equipment, the, the dealership, everything was just right, and they just. We're still hesitant. It's like this fear of commitment, right? And sometimes you just have to let people know. Say, listen, it's okay to say yes. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I can't tell you how right. many people I've asked. People said, "Let me ask you a question. If you said yes right now, what would happen?" And they go, "Nothing. I'd have the car." I'm like, "Would you be comfortable with the monthly payment?" Yeah. Would you be happy with the monthly? Would you be making life changing decisions over that monthly payment? They go, "No. I'd have a brand new car." And I go, "So let's do it." And they go. Okay. Here's the keys. <laughs> they go, okay. And they're surprised. They're like, you know what? I just bought a car. And I'm telling you, those are the happiest people in the world because sometimes they need that little nudge, not pressure, but nudge to say yes. That's and true. It, the fact that you just said that made me think of like, I've taken a few people like, the, the, you know, I've become the person that, oh, you must know about cars. And when I'm like, yo, this deal is done. Here to come the keys. And they're yeah. like, for real? I'm yeah. like, yeah, you just got a new car. Like, for real? Like, We're, yeah. Yeah, we're psycho yours. we're psychologically trained to be fearful. Yeah, ever since we're kids, we're like told not to talk to strangers, mm -hmm. and then like we you know we go to school all day, and then we it's like so we're not used. Very few people like me. I'll do anything. I don't really care. Make a lot of bad decisions that way, but sometimes it works out. But for the most part, people are very scared. That's another thing as a salesman, you need to understand that that people are scared to do anything. Nobody wants to do anything. Mm -hmm. They want to just yeah. stay in their comfort zone yeah. Yeah. and do what they've been doing. Anytime yeah. some, somebody does something that they haven't done or something that's uncomfortable, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Yeah, we've been saying that. Like your yeah, yeah. Life starts when you're comforting. So, mm -hmm. But there's, there's a thing. People will do business more so with people that they like and feel comfortable with than somebody that's knowledgeable. That's another mistake that yeah. people yeah. make. A lot of times people leave with knowledge and information. They have all these facts and Nobody, A, nobody <laughs> understands what you're talking about. Nobody cares what you're talking about. And B, they don't care. People will make bad decisions based off of people that they like. Look at love. People do it all the time in relationships. Mm -hmm. So the key is to get somebody to like you. Once you once they like you, you pretty much can you do whatever you want. Yeah. Now, you can't abuse that power because you can't <laughs> abuse it. Mm -hmm. But it's more important to work on those skills than it is, of course, you have to have knowledge. But if somebody likes you they buy into you as a person now the rest you can kind of just it goes in any direction you wanted to go in. yeah people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care exactly that's plain and simple and it's all about relationships yeah, that's true so all right well that was a lot yeah man <laughs> that was a lot we touched on a lot no, of different topics no pads were out
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.